0: Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now, your host, Allison Klein. We're back live on Chip Chat, live from Mobile World Congress. I'm Allison Klein, and I'm joined by Regit Ostag, director of solutions marketing at Cyan. Welcome. Thank you. So. I've heard about Cyan, but I don't think I've ever had anybody on the program from Cyan. So mm-hmm. can you explain what you guys do?
1: Sure. Um, traditionally, Cyan has been pro- a leading provider of pa- packet optical transport network. But for the last three or four years, it has been aggressively pushing in the and uh, NFV solutions. Um, a couple of years ago, it started uh, doing uh, service automation through SDN. And in the last two years or so, it has been involved in NFV orchestration. And NFV, of course, is fairly new. Um, but given our history in SDN, it was just logical to also include NFV orchestration. And in fact, NFV is really um, you know, virtualizing certain, certain network functions. Um, and SDN and NFV don't necessarily have to go hand in hand. However, if you really want to operationalize NFV in a realistic career network, it does require SDN, meaning controlling the flows, redirecting them as necessary. Uh, So they do go hand in hand, and we have essentially um, included or increased our spectrum from just SDN and automation to SDN and NFV orchestration.
0: So we've been talking about this, you know, I was thinking about the last time I was at Mobile World Congress, the, the hot topic was NFE, and mm-hmm. and the technology was was being defined. Um, now we're headed into actual delivery of proof of concepts and solutions. So why don't you tell me what you've got going on um, at Mobile World Congress and and what you guys are demonstrating?
1: Great question. Um, as you know, uh, the it, Etsy uh, released their white paper about a year ago, where they had set up a framework, and since then a lot of um, work has been done, and uh, just recently they celebrated the first year of of that white paper. Um, What we're doing here is it's a really great collaboration between Cyan, Intel, Red Hat, Dell and Connectum, where we have put together an end-to-end NFV orchestration solution. Um, And not only that, it's also an Etsy-approved POC that was um, sponsored by Telefonica and Sprint. So there's tremendous interest in Mm -hmm. this. Um, What the uh, solution does is really, it uh, it demonstrates a number of things. It demonstrates service chaining as we bring up a virtual DNS, a virtual evolved packet core, as well as a virtual LTE simulator. Uh, We operationalize this in a realistic career network and it involves bringing up an E node B, essentially a cellular tower, uh, configuring uh, network interface devices, packet optical transport, bringing the data through a mobile backhole to the data center. And we essentially take advantage of Intel's Xeon Intel architecture processors that are um, equipped in Dell servers uh, using OpenStack to orchestrate the whole data center and essentially deliver network functions in a, in a data center using regular servers rather than having them uh, serviced and proprietary fixed form hardware function uh, devices. So it's a number of things really. Not only are we demonstrating that NFV is ready to run on Intel servers, mm-hmm. but also, this is how you insert it in a realistic carrier network. So it's not just that it's ready, but it's ready to be operationalized.
0: When you think about this, um, where is the benefit in terms of delivery of this technology and and why are folks looking at this as such an an amazing opportunity to drive efficiency into the data center?
1: Yeah, it has a number of um, advantages really. Uh, One is that um, it's just scalability.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So uh, if you traditionally think about it, uh, a carrier that is rolling out services will, uh, relying on fixed form hardware-based devices, will have to adjust capacity according to peak usage, because you cannot really just swap hardware in and out at any any time, right? This means that you have to design for peak usage, but peak usage might just happen once, you know, 1% of the time, meaning that, you know, there might be a jam in their cell phone usage, but in general, people don't call call at the same time. There right. might be a rock concert, a game, or something like that where they're all using it, but that doesn't necessarily happen. Moving to a, um, a NFV running on... Did, uh, service provider data center allows us to scale services instantaneously, because now as as the bandwidth or the usage pattern increases, we can just spin up virtual machines, deliver the service, and as the usage goes down, we can reduce it, kill the virtual machines, power off the servers, so there's a tremendous scalability and flexibility, um, uh, operational expense, uh, savings because now we can we only consume resources when we need them, mm-hmm. and, and, and nothing more. Um, but furthermore, we can also move resources. So um, there are d- d- service providers have data centers thr- scattered throughout the world. Uh, it doesn't mean that it, all these functions have to reside in one data center. It's essentially a virtual machine. You can move it from one location to another. You can bring it closer to the user. Right. or further away, and it doesn't have to be just virtual um, e- EPC. It can be RAT reflector. it can be CDN. Uh, There's number of functions that we can just move closer to the user or further away or spread it out for high availability. Uh, that's a That flexibility is just unprecedented considering where we are today.
0: Now the POC is a major accomplishment, and you had a number of different companies involved mm-hmm. in that. Can you tell the audience a little bit about what it's like to get a group of companies together for a POC, you know, you said it was Telefonica and Sprint mm-hmm. that um,
1: sponsored them. sponsored
0: this. What's the process of of getting the technologies together to to drive that proof of concept? And you know, how long does that type of uh, interaction take? Um,
1: it, 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 it's it's a slightly a challenge because there's a lot of parties involved. But the strength of the POC is the fact that there are so many parties mm-hmm. involved, and. What service providers really want to see is they don't want to just move the functions from hardware to software, but they also want to uh, use um, open interfaces and open solutions where they can in- I- interchange. So this means you know, Intel servers, um, OpenStack, provided by Red Hat, um, another orchestration layer that integrates with their OSS and BSS system. Um, now the power of that is that this layered approach which uses um, standard based interfaces allows them to swap these devices or these providers uh, depending on the the life cycle or the features mm-hmm. rather than providing a vertically integrated solution so rather than just one company coming in and saying well i can do vnf vnfs or uh, service orchestration this collaboration allows them to show that you know you, there's no more lock-in lock at, at this point, right? You know, if, if there's a feature that is provided by another company, you can always swap it in. You know that the complete system is going to work. So that is a tremendous benefit, and that's why one of the reasons why we have a lot of telcos more pushing towards these multi-vendor solutions. Um, so that's the power of it. Uh, with the multi-vendor, of course, there's a, there's challenges of having multiple parties involved. Um, I think we spent um, you know three or four months. Uh, trying to get this solution up and running, but um, considering the power of the solution, I think this is a very small, you know, short, uh, sure. short uh, period of time. Of course, the POC still has to continue. Um, we will do a more, uh, you know, continue to evaluate it in more realistic scenarios, different usage patterns, and then we'll publish the results. And that can take a couple of more months, but um, the pace is very fast, and uh, we b- do believe that by the end of 2014 or early 2015 we'll start seeing deployments
0: and that's i suppose what the end game is here i mean it's yes. one, one thing to prove out technology it's another to actually get it running inside of right. providers
1: right so so the pocs are great to get all the great brains together and make sure that there's interoperability and we can get to a solution but as you said, the end game is is actually deployment. And and that's why it is important for uh, service providers to be involved so that we can test it in their realistic test pattern usages, make sure that um, they are satisfied, Mm -hmm. uh, it meets their needs, and then we can uh, essentially operationalize this. Well,
0: it's a very cool accomplishment. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about um, how this relates uh, to Cyan's broader businesses and and where you think this market is going moving forward?
1: Sure. Um, as yeah, as I mentioned, um, the the uh, traditionally Cyan has been operating in the one space, especially in the packet optical, and we see it as as us continuing to tell the story of network transformation, uh, especially in the wide area network. There's a lot of legacy equipment and. Uh, we <clears throat> have been advocating simplifying this, these, this equipment to to cater more to SDN, where we have no longer vertically integrated solutions, a thin client that is providing services with orchestrated uh, through a SDN controller, and this just takes that concept further and applies it to network functions. So, from our point of view, it's just a continuation of what we were staying before, even you know six, seven years ago, even before SDN c- came up. Um, so, so uh, for us, there, there's no really change, and it tells, uh, advocates our story of network transformation. Um, what we will see is, you know, uh, as I mentioned, I, I think uh, by early 2015, we'll start seeing deployments, and the, the telcos are realizing that there's a lot of disruptive technology that's happening, and they're just gonna have to widen their um, uh, approach to, to a multi-vendor mm-hmm. environment, that is based on either open source, as much as possible, or open standards, where uh, essentially, there's multiple companies that are providing the same solution, but they can be interchangeable, or they can be all operationalized in a network. So you might have different variations of OpenStack, different variations of service orchestration solutions, um, but that and that is fine, because you want to be able to in- change these layers, um, depending on their life cycle. Uh, one, one solution might have a new future, you might want to take advantage of that, and in a couple of years there might be another different f- uh, solution. Um, and and uh, having said that, um, you know, in, even in 2015 I think this deployment is gonna be rather small, um, and it will be incremental. I would see most of the deployments in uh, markets that, um, that are not necessarily large, so mm-hmm. that the telcos can essentially experiment Um, and then maybe roll it out into North America.
0: right? And that was actually the question that I was going to get to is the technology obviously has an amazing um, allure for Mm -hmm. providers but is there any concerns that it's you know it's unproven, it's new, they need to run it through its paces?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So um, it it is new and um, there's, there's certain something to be said about carrier networks and carrier networks in that um, there's no tolerance for failure, mm-hmm. right? So it has to work, it has to be re- reliable. You know, you, you can imagine how frustrated you get when your network is slow or you have a drop call. It's know you know, it's 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 not tolerable. And, and therefore, we do expect to see this in a, in a more of a small trials. It will be real deployments, but it will mostly be small trials here and there where they will learn, try different usage patterns, and then bring it to larger, Uh, Scale deployments Mm -hmm. in bigger cities in the North North America. So I I do think that it will be mostly in emerging markets, Mm -hmm. uh, Eastern Europe, uh, or uh, you know, less uh, populated areas in the United States,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then to larger areas.
0: Well, thank you so much. Uh, I learned a lot from this interview, and um, I hope the audience did too. If people want to continue the conversation Mm -hmm. and find out more about Cyan, talk to you. How do you suggest that they engage?
1: Uh, They can definitely. uh, Visit our webpage is uh, signing.com Follow our Twitter handle, uh, Cyan News. Um, we have uh, also will be collaborating with Intel on Network Builders, so you can definitely go to the Intel's Network Builders site and um, follow us there too.
0: Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being on the program. Well,
1: thanks, Allison. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Visit ChipChat online at intel.com/design/chipchat.htm.